Henda, you are now entering a space for black history, a voice for the voiceless. The Habinga on the line revolution. A marriage of chillers and platform that will last longer than it girls' marriage. Welcome to black excellence. Do not fear, for if you do, just sip on some grandeur. And if you still do, ask ourselves, what would Mapapunzi do? Parama chilla, itlesha lefiki. Bungo even if when they ask you, how sabiin, do not fear. For if you do, just say, Anistiri. This is the medicine of censorship. This is the pill. Which one is that one? Podcast and Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome one of the funniest comedians we have in the country. Give it up for Donovan David Goliath. I need that thing. I need it here. I wish we had a button. Press. You know, you know, this nigga speaks better closer than I do. He's fluent. He's fluent. from the. I'll tap him, Fundin. You see, the moment you said I'm fund in, I'm like, this is not going to go well at all. <laughs> Once you said I'm fund in, I'm like, yo. <laughs> Don't you find it weird how people in Joburg who try and uh, imitate uh, Kosa people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always go, yeah I'm fund in. Yeah. It's, it's always that word. Why yeah. is it specifically in fund in? So you're like a Kosa man in a colored body. <laughs> 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 no, no. you know what? Dude, I grew up um, in Tata in the Eastern Cape. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, all my friends were, were closer growing up. My dad is from Etzofimvab. I grew up in you know? Oh, that's our family home. Um, and it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like you speak black. closer. No, he's colored. He's colored? Yeah. And your mom? Colored. Colored? Yeah, she grew up in Libode, also in the Eastern Cape. You yeah. know? Um, they're colored folk in those areas, wow. <laughs> you know. It's just nobody speaks about it, you know. Like we never go, uh, you deep know, dive, yeah. deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we just you you grow up speaking Xhosa because everybody else does, mm-hmm. you know. It's not like you learn it to try and fit. It's just what it is, you know. Did you go to the mountains? I didn't go to the mountain. Mm. I didn't. So technically, no. I can't <laughs> say I'm not Xhosa. No. What are you doing <laughs> at, the mount- at the mountains, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, even weddings, funerals, you know, we adopt and incorporate Kosa culture, you yeah. slaughter, you know, we do whatever oh, wow. it needs to be done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing, yeah, because man. it's where they're from, mm. you know, that's what they know, mm. and it's what we do, so that's what it is. Dude, before we talk about your career, ne, yeah. please uh, explain the Goliath thing. Yes. Because you and... Who's the other Goliath again? Jason Nicholas, J- and Nicholas. Jason and you guys are related. No, we're not brothers. That is why I don't understand. Please. Yeah. Okay, so we met on stage 10 years ago, right? And uh, I was, I'd just gotten into comedy. A few months later, Jason and Nicholas decided they want to do comedy as well. We met at uh, Cool Runnings, the underground. Yeah, I love Cool Running in Melville. Yeah, the yeah, Haven. Yeah. That's where oh, everybody bro. started. Yeah. Everybody. Why didn't it close down, dog? Fuck. I don't know. know. Yeah, no, no. It was, it was quite a thing when it closed down. It's, it's so weird. I did the last show uh, just before it closed down. Because I did the show and then in the week they sent a a message on on, on like a comedian WhatsApp group to say, bah, this is it. Nobody knew why it was closing down. So we met on stage and we were like, hey, hey, you know, same surname. And I'd known of Jason because he was in a lot of TV ads um, before. And then he knew me from working in advertising. Mm. We kind of knew of each other. It's the only other person I've ever met with the surname Goliath. Mm. And um, they'd just done a set and we were chatting backstage and we just hit it off and that's how it started so you guys are not related at all we're not so jason and nicholas are cousins and Ah. then kate goliath who's our manager is jason's sister Whoa! Yeah, no, no, it's wild. And you know what's weird is people still think we're brothers to this day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people brothers? say Goliath brothers, and sometimes we're just like, yeah, sure, whatever. That's what it is, because it helped us. You know, it worked mm. um, as a, I guess, as a hook. You know, um, because it was something interesting to write about. 
Um, initially, people would think, "How is it possible that we were like the Wayans brothers?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we colored. <laughs> you see how perfectly it works. Color like that. And um, we'd get calls, you know, to do interviews because people wanted to know about this. And uh, when we get there, and they go, "So, how is it possible that you guys are, you know, um, how is it possible that three brothers are doing comedy?" Then once we drop the bomb, they're like, "Whoa, what are you talking about?" And the strange thing is. This is the weird thing. It's like psychology is an interesting thing. Okay. Because people sometimes they would look at us and they go, "No, but you guys look alike." Mm. Like, no. We don't look alike at all. Mm. At all. It's because of the association with the surname is uncommon, obviously. We all do comedy, so there must be some form of connection. And they believed and they thought we were lying. They're like, "Ah, uh, you're only doing this too." Mm. No, we're not related. And when you go down the family tree, there's no way we you guys Hey, dude, we've tried, eh? Yeah. We've tried and uh, there's there's nothing. Maybe like far far down. I don't know. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, bro. Cuz there aren't many Goliaths, you know. I don't you know, even know anyone else was a Goliath apart from you guys. Really? Yeah, I've never met Goliath. You know what? And since we started the brand Goliath and Goliath, then people started popping up out of the hey cuz hey cuz. Who is this now? You know, now all of a sudden there are many Goliaths out there all wow. over the place, you know. So Yeah, it's weird, man. And and I'm I'm glad that you mentioned my second name up front because a lot of people don't even know that my second name is David. Mm. You know? <laughs> That's funny. In fact, you know when I when I, when I got here, Mac was calling me, "Hey, David, what's up?" I'm like, "Ah, yes. I want him to start this thing by calling me David." Yeah. So, <laughs> and that was my grandfather's name. Yeah. So my yeah, grandfather yeah, yeah. was called David Goliath. Yeah. You see me, I've got like a like a barrier, yeah. you know, just to just to break that, but he was David Goliath, like straight in. I don't know what his parents were thinking, but uh um yeah bro that's me i wanted to ask you like was there pressure to like live up to his his name to that grandf- name yeah to that your grandfather's name no what kind of a guy was he vel i'd never met him oh i never met him yeah he passed away before i knew him oh shit yeah man. sorry to hear that yeah i never met him at all but uh apparently fun funny but very strong hard man Mm. You know, yes, like playing on both sides of the names. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the name is very important, dog. Yeah, like people end up becoming their names. That's interesting. Like Tiger Woods, Hussein Bolt. It's in your name. Yeah, it's written. Right? Like yes, you you yes. can't become anything else. MacGyver. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what happened to, the, to your crew, the the hip hop crew you're in back in Tata? What's it called? Outback, Outbreak. Outbreak crew, yeah. Ah oh, man. Nigga was an MC, bro. I used to rap. You spit bars. Oh, bro. More than the chocolate aisle at Shoprite, you know. Go all day. Yeah, dude, we were we were uh, in a, in a, in a rap group in Tata called Outbreak. Yeah. Um, my alias was Acid Rain. Acid Rain. Acid Rain. Yeah, because you know back then, like we were we were influenced by uh, you know like hard gangster rap. Yeah. About Mob Deep. Yeah. Wu-Tang, you know yeah. where it was lyrical fitness. Gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So Acid Rain and then uh, a friend of mine, Miguel, who still raps to this day, he's amazing. He was called Peeps the Villain. And then we had my cousin who was That Dog, right? That was his name. That Dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I would I would design the posters. I'll design the posters. I'll send you I'll send you a picture of like the poster. I still have one uh, and I would oh. draw them. So I could draw back in the day. So I would draw the posters and then wherever we're performing, like at school, Mr. and Miss Mtata, Mr. Sales House, whatever competition it was, you know, if we got called, then we had like one song, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> then we'd have to go, we'd put these posters up and that's where we would perform, you know? Um, and then I moved to PE to go and study. Um, and the, the, the group kind of fell apart. Yeah. Uh, Cause, uh, Cause the, the other say, yeah? I guess yeah. <laughs> the group kind of fell apart, and then when I'd come back home, right, just to visit, I'd be you know just chilling at home, and you know I'd hear like somebody whistling outside, and I get outside and I see there's this crew of young kids just standing there. Yo, acid rain, what up? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> and I get there. Yo, man, we won a battle, dog. Yeah. Then I'm like, what? What? What, what do you mean? Yeah, we heard you rap, dog. We won a battle, dog. Yeah. 
And I'm like, yeah. no, we're not, I don't know. What, what is this? this is kids, bro. What is this? <laughs> I haven't done this in like four or five years. Yeah. Hey, anyway, I'm like, shop, let's go. We go to their house and they pull out a cassette. They got a beat that they've just cut from somewhere. And then the, the guy, now he comes to, he does his thing. Then I do my thing. And then he does his thing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Wow. And it was just like, a, what a cool thing. Yeah. You know, what a cool thing to do. Like it was so raw, bro. It was so hardcore. Wow, and uh, yeah, no, I just, but I loved, I love rap, bro. Rap is, is, is um, you know, stuff that I, it's, it, I've brought it into like a lot of my comedy sets. Yeah. You'll always find, you know, hip hop has been a big part of, 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 of I guess, my world and you know That's what I crazy, love and what man. I, I do. I would have never thought you were a rapper, bro. Yeah, dude, me, I used to, I used to go in, bro. Your best I used verse? To go in. Can, you, can you spit your best verse? Uh, do I even remember? Like an old verse. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, one Everyone has verses. a go-to verse, bro. Yes, yes, yes. You have to have a go-to. Uh, like, if you can like, get asked on the spot, you have to. You can't just enjoy, you know? <laughs> so it was like, I tick like a time bomb veins, rip through my right arm, I catch you in your nightgown, and then I slap you with my right palm. You in a state of panic like a nervous MC on his first night on. Scared to death, I hold the microphone so when the light's on, pray to God you don't come face to face with the mic dawn. My music got you speechless, innocent like a child born. Come on! Hey! Come on! Whoa. <laughs> I know Chino himself. Youngster CPT, is that you? Boy. Youngster UMT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bruh. And you know, that verse actually got us, uh, Coca-Cola was like, uh, you know, doing these talent shows around Mtata. They went to our local shopping mall called Circus Triangle, mm. right? And they parked this truck and uh, we were, just happened to be walking past. And they called us, you know, oh, somebody would just say, yo, man, why don't you guys go up and do your thing? And we carried a backpack with us with like cassettes, with like random beats that we had stolen mm -hmm. from CD singles and wherever else. Yeah. And they gave us these oversized uh, Sprite t-shirt or uh, basketball vests. Yeah. We went on and we did our thing. And uh, they told us, yeah, bro, this is it. You know, in your mind, when you're like 14 and 15 and you go, <laughs> I've made it. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, be a rapper now. Yeah, yeah. Ah, those guys never came back. They, you know what they did? They still they asked us for the the vest back. Can you just give these back to us when you're done? We just need to put it on somebody else. But we'll give it to you at the end. Ah, those guys bounced. So nothing came of it at all. <laughs> so why did you come to Joburg then? Like, why did you leave Ntata? Because I um, so I left PE to study. Uh, well, I left Ntata. Sorry. Yeah. To study art and design in PE. In PE. Okay. EPE Tech before yeah. it became NNMU. Okay. Right? So I started art and design there. But even before then, I was doing a lot of religious oil paintings. Okay. Um, wow. I did one first in Tata at my church. And then my priest moved to Durban to Marion Hill. And he built, you know, a lot of stuff there. And I would go in. In fact, there's still a painting up in Marion Hill if you go today. Um, massive religious oil paintings. I've always been able to draw and that stuff. That you did? That I did, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, super real, like hyper-realistic, big, like the size of a door type of wow. thing. Whoa, you know? bro. Um, and he would then commission me to do these things, which, uh, you know, gave me a little bit of pocket money, you know, just so I didn't put pressure on my parents for any cash when I'd moved to PE to study art and design. Um, and I studied, you know, for, did, got my degree. Mm. And while I was studying, I um, it was in my fourth year. I sent a mail through to an agency in Joburg because I'd seen my boss at the time. I'd seen him speak at Design Indaba. Okay. Because I'd won a competition to go to Design Indaba to write a motivation on why I should be chosen because the tickets was astronomical. Mm. It was like at the time two thousand mm. for a ticket to go. I was never going to get an opportunity. You know? Yeah. Um, and I had no intention of coming to Joburg either mm. because, you know, when you're from a small town, you develop like weird small town syndrome and you think that you're not good enough for the big to town. go to Jersey, Cape mm. Town, whatever it is, especially in the industry that yeah. I wanted to go yeah. in. Yeah. Um, and uh, I saw my boss speak at Design in Darba and I was blown away. And I just emailed the portfolio through and I got a reply the same day going, hey, man you know this guy wants to chat to you we chat on the phone he's like you sound interesting yeah. you've got an interesting name you come from Umtata there's all of these things you know um, why should we hire you so I explain um, and then two days later they fax a contract through to me Wow. and they go there's something about you mm. don't know what it is but I like you and there's something about you and I think that you'll fit into our agency I signed that contract I sent it back and only two months later, I drove in my city golf 
with no aircon <laughs> and a tape deck. <laughs> Listening to your white crimes. And a, <laughs> and a window, you know, Mosetikov, that didn't go down. It had like a screwdriver yeah, in it. <laughs> and I drove to Joburg <laughs> to start a job in advertising and meet my boss and colleagues that I'd never met before. Wow, what, jo- what is the title? I was an art director. For the agency? At an agency, yeah, mm. called Network BBDO, which at the time was, I think, number three in the world. Yeah. So Network BBDO launched, like, the What Makes You Black Metro FM ads, you know, those okay. big ones, you Whoa. know? Whoa. Yeah, 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 they, they did that. So I was like, yo, this is where I want to be. Whoa. And you must know, bro, you know when you come from a small town yeah. and you mention that you want to study graphic design? Sure. You know, there are no mentors there. No, no, no. What is that? Dog? Exactly. Where are you from? You're from Polukwane. We're Tog. You, you're from Polukwane, no? Or where are you from? Uh, Venda. Yeah. Venda. You, yeah. Where in your hood, who can you go to there to mm. say, can you just break down graphic design for me, please? Man. Nobody. There's I no still mentor. have to break down podcasting to my exactly. grandmother. You know what I mean? I'll never forget, bro. aunt. Mm. There's a, there was, a, I was in matric, no? Mm. And um, I had uh, decided I wanted to do this thing. And the only reason I decided was... At my school, I went to a school called uh, Zingisa Comprehensive High School. <laughs> you know when there's okay. comprehensive in it, bro? <laughs> when there's comprehensive, at some point a tar road is going to end here. <laughs> comprehensive says a lot if it's in a name. <laughs> you know, like schools like St. John's, they don't even say St. John's School. Cool, yeah. No, they don't even say the surname. Just St. John's. Zingisa Comprehensive High School. <laughs> and we had a teacher come through, Jason Crane, a white guy. You know, who um, he's the one because he saw you know, I could draw and all of that. And he's like, hey, man, why don't you do this thing? He's the one who told me about it. And like, mm. I wasn't, I, I had no idea what I was going to do. Destroying, oh. And I went onto the site, P Tech site. I saw this stuff. I'm like, whoa, you know, all this time, you know, I've been mean, looking at um, head cut posters. I love head cut posters, mm. you know, just on the side of the road. I love the simplicity of the communication mm. where. You don't have to say any words. You can just point to a picture, a side profile of a guy's head, and that's how your hair will look when you leave. Mm. That's basic, simple communication. I didn't understand that it was graphic design, mm. you know, even though it seems naive. Mm. He told me about it, and that's why I decided. And then I'll never forget, I was in a trick, studying, I was studying for biology. Yeah. And we had an uncle come over, and he was like super successful. You know, he worked at this big telecoms company. He was rich. He had nice cars, you know. So everybody was like, hey. This is the and guy. he asked me, what are you stu- what are you gonna study? Yeah. So I said graphic design. Yeah. Yeah. This guy burst out laughing. <laughs> you know, you're sitting there and you're like, oh man, burst out laughing. He had a drink in his hand, you yeah. know, and he's trying not to spill it. He calls my dad, he holds my dad, and he goes, Hey man, please, whatever you do, convince this lady not to go into this field. Yeah. So my dad's like, why? And he goes, Because he's gonna end up printing Mickey Mouse t shirts at a flea market. <laughs> Just here down the road. <laughs> Bruh, do you know how hard that hits? Because yeah. now you've already hey, sent in forms, you've been accepted, mm. you know, and now you've got to go and do this thing. And I believe him. Yeah, He's successful. Him, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? And uh, I'm so glad I didn't listen to him yeah. at all. Shout Came out to Joe. Yeah, no. Yo, what does yeah, he say cut now? me deep. Oh, he's lost everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real? Yes, he You're the one trying to spill your drink he's now. Lost, <laughs> he's lost everything. Yeah, no, his life just, yeah, I, he might maybe got too arrogant. Yeah. You know? It sounds and, like it. Yeah, it all just fell apart for him. Like his life is in shambles at the oh, moment, you know? And sounds life. like Nwanda Balfour. Life will humble you, <laughs> eh, mm, mm. Yeah, so... And that's when I came to Joburg and started my job in advertising. Where did you first uh, live in Joburg? Because I'm thinking you don't know anyone at that time, right? I came to where every person from Umtata comes to. Perklu. <laughs> it's either Perklu or Midrand. Mid-Rand. Mid-Rand. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, it's like a rite of passage. If you come to Jaws, you must come through here first. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I and, and I lived I lived there for about a year and a half. And then I couldn't deal with the traffic from Perklu to Hyde Park where my office was. Yeah. Um, and I moved closer. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, bro. And you haven't done any other jobs apart from that? That was my first job ever. Wow. I walked in and that's the Whoa. first job I ever did. Uh, yo, dude, ah, uh, man. You know, it was such an experience. Like I say, somebody from a small town getting exposed to the things that I was exposed to was massive. First of all, 
you know, we, they, they pull you like on set, you know, you, you come and hang with the big guys here while they're shooting this TV ad. Now you're seeing the celebrities that you're seeing on TV who are starring in mm. whatever else. We're at the SABC meeting people that I've only ever seen on TV. It's mind blowing, but I'm trying not to like freak out because no, no, I got to act like professional here, you know. Who's the first celeb you saw? The first celeb I saw was, wow. That's a good question. Who was the first celeb I saw? Uh, Saul Penduga. Nah. Hey, man. I was an intern then, opposite, <laughs> working opposite you at the YFM Hyde Park. Oh, were you there? <laughs> yeah, I was there. Yes. Oh, you know that agency. <laughs> yes, I know. I know the agency. You know yeah. the agency. Same yeah. complex as YFM. He knows it too. Which oh, one? Which one was that? There by Hyde Park. Hey, for oh, real? Were you there, bro? Was yeah. There. yeah. Right opposite. Right yeah. opposite. Oh, shit. Exactly. That yeah. is the small world, small man. That's exactly man. where I was. There. Yeah. Do you know You're who the first- bought lunch at the same place. Probably. Yeah. Nah, me, I used to go to Pick and Pay and buy that. I'm sure, you know, there must have been a moment where like, I'm just trying to get to that. There must have been. That's where I worked. And David Cow. Oh, strangely enough. And you know why it was David Cow? We had a party at work and the director mm. had just shot oh, yeah. something for the agency and he brought David Cow with him. Dude, and I was like, losing your mind. <laughs> Guys, this is Dada Man Day. Why is nobody else freaking Bro. out here? Yeah. You know, like nobody else is freaking out. I'm like, it's David, David Cow. Yeah. And I was too shy to go and introduce myself to him. And I, we'll like, chat about it later, like how David actually played a very important role in where I am today. No, let's talk about it now. So, um, we're going to skip over the whole advertising thing. Nah, we'll go back to this. This is we'll podcast. Go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, when I can tell decided... There must be order here. Yeah, it's segways. <laughs> That's the word. I do comedy, bro. You can't come back to... Hi. So, when I decided to leave my job... Um, after six years. You must know I've never watched comedy before, ne? Comedy, I've never watched comedy live before. The first time I watched a stand-up show was like in 2010. Uh, Tolesmo, ne? Tolesmo, Ndumiso Lindi, uh, John Flismus. Oh, yeah. um, cool Runnings. That's the Cool Runnings lineup, dude. Mm. So these guys were on stage and I was like, what? Mm. How are these guys on stage mm. telling stories in Jay about mm. their lives just they got the audience in their hands and getting you know? paid and getting paid and that's what mm. I started missing from advertising you know I just hated that if I come up with an idea it's got to go to somebody to approve and then go to another person then go to a client by the time it comes back to you it's not yours and it was I was burning out completely man I was physically mentally totally unhealthy gone 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 and not being paid mm. you know wasn't being paid well at all so I decided, let me give this thing a shot because this is what I've been missing. This is what I want to do. Mm. And I wrote a five-minute set. I performed. And Ndumiso Lindi, actually, another one I must give a lot of credit to. Yeah. He saw me perform. And uh, I did a second and a third show where Uskumba was at. Yeah. And Skumba invited me to Tembisa mm. to yeah, perform. Yeah, hometown. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in Tembisa, you know, on Skumba's lineup. Ndumiso calls David and says, Dave, come through. There's this kid, mm. you know. David comes through, you know. And uh, he sees me perform and he's like, hey man, that was nice. And this is how Dave talks to you. Dave's always like, so he's got like his phone and he's like, yeah, that's dope, bro. <laughs> that was Damn, nice. that's rude. Yeah, no, rude no, 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 no. He's, because he's like, he's busy like chatting here, but he's just like, he, he's trying to, he's trying to like give you attention and give this person attention, you know? Mm. And he's like, cause he has to bounce now. Mm. Cause he just came mm. to see me and he has to go, but now he's explaining, but he wants to chat to me before he has to leave, you mm. know? Mm. So it's like, dude, that was dope, bro. Listen, um, do you know blacks only? Mm. What? <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? Mm. He's like, yeah, uh, do you want to come and do the show? You can come, I'll give you five minutes, you know? I think it was Santon Convention Center, whatever it is, packed. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and he puts me on, and I've been doing comedy now for like six months. Wow. Whoa, bro. Yeah. And he puts me on, and uh, dude, what? Yo, that, you know, after that, if you've ever jumped on stage and done comedy, the second you get that tsunami of laughs hitting you, after you've thrown out an idea that people relate to or resonate with, 
you can't it's an indescribable feeling yeah. there's no coming back after that Better then an I, then orgasm, I like, yes yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think that was it for me bro yeah Yeah so David was very instrumental you know in in um in making me go yeah I think I've made the right decision here this is the wow. industry that I want to play bro, in. you nervous it's been six months bro. You don't know what this crowd likes is Joburg you new in town. I was nervous but when you're working for a big ad agency you're often being sent into a room to present an idea that's going to cost 20 million and you want that the marketing person who ever to hand that over to you. Yes, yes. So that's where your skills come in. You oh, got to be able to Oh, sha Yeah, you okay. get involved, you know. So I think the ability to get on stage and speak to strangers um you know, it's something that's always been inherent in me. I mean, when I was a rapper, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that helped. I was always in like uh you know, school plays or whatever it is. So I'd always put myself forward. You know, I I guess I like the attention yeah. of people reacting to my crazy thoughts. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I it was nerve-wracking obviously because you also on a lineup here with massive dudes, you know. It was uh, David obviously on the lineup. Chris Mapane was on that lineup. I think Sfisonene, uh Tips, oh. uh Shampoonaiza was on that lineup. Um who That's else was there? Pop Pops might have been on that lineup as well. Uh, it was big, bro. It was a and very big And all doing well, lineup. bro. All those guys on that lineup. Oh yeah, they're killing it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. When did you know you like you were funny, you know? Um I think you always kind of know that you're funny. You're often always the dude who's kind of cracking class clown. Yeah, you know, and class clown like Jason Goliath actually is the best way to describe it. You know, you know when you pry funny <laughs> you're chilling around the prime you're always the one kind of like waiting for the last punchline the guy has just killed it here but you go ah, let me take your <laughs> I'll take all your attention and your shine and kind of throw it in um, it, that's always a weird question you know if somebody asks you when did you know you were funny I don't know you know look there's funny people but yeah. they're not funny enough to be on stage yes. you know like when you're funny enough to be on stage how do you know that I think when you you know comedy is such a difficult thing and a lot of people always see the end result of comedy they see you on stage doing it you know five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes or whatever it is and they go ah that, that's dope I want to try it but the process of writing and believing that this sequence that you've put together here mm. that you're going to throw to these people hopefully it's going to resonate with them that's the hard part you know because mm. you can doubt yourself because you know that's why an mc is always so important in a show because the mc is kind of like the the sacrificial lamb yeah he tests the waters and he gauges the level of energy so you always have to be listening you know to where they at you know what are they responding to and you're constantly like changing w- your if mind you're a dj you need to listen to the dj before Same. ah yes yeah just to kind of see where they at but you also can't go okay i need to do this set because i think this is what they want to hear because ah. then you're always pandering towards the audience mm. and you're not really selling you, you your true self mm. because if there's six of you on a lineup all of you are gunning for the biggest laugh you want to be remembered you want to be the guy that gets remembered whether you went first second third fourth or last yeah. you want to be the guy that goes yes. you see that dude that, that dude was mm. that thing that he did and that's what separates people you know but doesn't that make you tank sometimes at shows oh all the time nah. oh all the time bro and that's the <laughs> and that's the thing that that makes it exciting because if you're trying new material and you have to try new material you never know if it's going to work or not you know you know I mean? ah dude you know how many times i've died on stage ah <laughs> it's the worst thing but there are two ways you can look at it and we've seen young guys come on our stages that we've built as goliath and goliath they try this thing out they're confident and arrogant before yeah. they come on ah you know i did this show wherever and i killed it you know ah, i've got this blah 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 and then they die you'll never see them again <laughs> ouch <laughs> You'll never see them again, you know, because they can't deal with it. Yeah, you know, yeah. They can't deal. It's harsh, bro. Because you are your most vulnerable on that stage. It's you and your ideas, and that's it. It's a one-man sport. Nobody else can help you, you know. And the audience decides whether they like you or not immediately. It's immediate. I did a show once, uh, also with Uskumba. We were in East London. And there was a guy from East London, and he was a... I can't remember his name now, but he was an actor, um, you know, and on a big show what was it it'll come to me mm. so because it was his hometown they were like dude you closed the show yeah, yeah. he's like these are my people man oh, okay. i can close yeah mm-hmm. so now you made a big mistake because when he found that out he was like shop i'm closing the show the lineup was massive there were like eight or nine comics on the lineup you know 
And <laughs> when you're in the Eastern Cape and you ask homies to jump on and you ask them to do five minutes, you gotta wait for 20 minutes there before they come off. Yeah. Because once they have fun, they go, you they know? Go, yeah. So he's gonna come on much later and he knows it. So he starts drinking early on. Ooh. And we're ca- telling him, hey dog, relax. Was he drinking champagne? No, he was drinking whiskey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, comics don't drink champagne. <laughs> ah, you'll never meet a comic in those years, can I have some champagne? No. No, comics don't drink champagne. Are you crazy? Um, and he drinks, bruh. Yeah, yeah. He's drinking, drinking, yeah, yeah. drinking, drinking. And we keep telling him, Fedro, slow Relax. down, you know. After every mm. comic, after every guy that comes over, oh, Maybe he was nervous, dog. He wasn't nervous. These are his people. Yeah. He's comfortable. And he's done oh, this he's before. Too he's, comfortable. he's too comfortable. Yeah. That's the thing, you know. And it's something that we'll talk about afterwards. He's too comfortable. By the time he comes on, right, he's already he's out of it. But he's yeah. like, don't worry about it, I got this. They introduce him, comes on stage, arms up. Look at the me. man. Yes. Look oh. at me. The audience goes crazy because they see see who it is. Yeah. This is our guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he goes, drops his first gag. Yeah, it's okay. Drops his second gag. Yeah, little Ish. chuckles. Doesn't Ish. land. So then he goes, you know what? Let me do this again. I don't think the MC did a good job of hyping me up enough. Oh, Let me reintroduce myself. He reintroduces himself. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Comes out. And he gets to the front of the stage, he's got the mic, né? he takes his jacket off, rolls it up, throws it into the audience. The audience member catches it, rolls it up and throws it back. Now it hits him, but you know what was the worst part? He's holding the mic and then you hear <laughs> you see, it's that, but you know when you hear a microphone hitting a tooth, yeah, yeah, then you're like, dude, mm, and the audience bursts out laughing. Mm. Now he's trying to recover. Ah, they, uh-huh. just, they keep going back to this thing over and over again. Eventually, they start booing him five minutes oh. into his set. Whoa. This man has to do 45 minutes to close this show. Ah, five he's the minutes. He's yeah. the headliner. Whoa. And they've been waiting for the headliner. Out. That was it. He had to bounce. He had to leave the stage. Then they started calling back hey. some other comic. Hey. Uh, who was it? Uh, to save the day. Yeah. Bring that guy back. <laughs> <laughs> A guy who was just an open spot. Anyway, he smashed it. Yeah. Right? They brought him back to close the show. Fuck <laughs> me. That's crazy. Man. That's you know, sucks. and that's the thing, bro, with this, with, with, with comedy. Yeah. Any comic will tell you, they're always a little bit nervous before yeah. they go on, always. Because you have to leave room for something to go wrong. Mm. You gotta respect the audience, mm. you mm. know? Mm. Just because you killed it yesterday or the day before, this audience might be different and they might not like you. You always have to be prepared to fight. No You're only as what. good as your last show. That's it, bruh, mm. that's it, you know? And with us, it's like hitting the reset button every single time because audiences are different. You can't take the same set in Jersey and just go to Durban yeah, or can't. Cape Town, you know? It's one country. But every province has dynamics mm. that you have to, you know, uh, you evolve your material and change things here and there to fit to the rhythm of that audience. Bruh, I've done a gig in Durban once with this homie. It was a strong lineup, bruh. Yo, Celeste Ntuli, Riyad Musa, Nick Rabinovitz, uh, big, like a big lineup, you know, heavy hitters only. We are three comics in, and this one Bali from Durban, he's an old Bali. Goes on. I'm like, hey, this Bali's wearing a full suit. He goes on. Dude, you know when people are running out of their chairs? Yeah. Because it's pandemonium here in this yeah. room. It's like two and a half thousand people in this room. He's got them here. Wow. Right? He's supposed to finish on 10 minutes. They chanting. So now the, mm-hmm. the organizer's like, hey, carry on. That's nice here. <laughs> this guy destroys. Mm. Right? He's the third comic on. He absolutely obliterates mm. completely. Mm. Every comic that came after. Suffered. Yes. And you know what's weird is he does email and internet jokes. Mm. And we're like, yeah, but how are you just telling? What are email and internet jokes? You know, I mean, if there's a joke written about, uh, I don't know, Obama, Mm. you know, you see a joke like a meme, you know? So he just switches it up and he makes it South African. He he replaces Obama with uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Shit code. Yeah, I'm like, hey, man. What heck is this, man? Like, and you know what he said? He was like, straight up, I didn't say I'm a comedian. I said I'm a joke teller. Hey. Oh. Like, whoa, bro, you, you are playing what this comedy thing job. on God mode. <laughs> Destruction. Is that why you haven't been on stage for the past two years? He <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been no. on stage for two years, bro. Look at his wounds. No, 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 no. This was long ago, man. This is yeah. like five or six years ago. No, no, no. 
Um, I haven't been on stage in two years because uh, 2020, when you know lockdown happened, and obviously you know entertainers couldn't perform, mm. we had oh, to yeah, close yeah. down our comedy clubs. Uh, you lost money then, eh? We did. Jeez, yeah, man. we did lose money. Jeez. Look, oh, we yeah. had a, we had a comedy club in Melrose Arch. Yeah, uh, which was you had. Had, the, yeah. Uh, so it's gone. The Goliath Comedy Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. We had a, a huge comedy club on the high street in Melrose Arch. Fuck, it's gone. I thought it's still there. No, it's gone, man. Oh, so we sold that. the space and a restaurant took over. Hey. And then we opened a space in Melville. Um, and that space, yeah, we we had to shut that one down ah, when shit, the lockdown happened. Man. But um, Sorry to hear that, man. Fuck no, yeah. hey, but it's been hard, bro. Like, Because we've been, you know, it was, at some point we were running like five gigs a week yeah, in Jersey as yeah, Goliath and Goliath, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's very difficult yeah. because you don't make money from that, from, from, from gigs. Because yeah. a lot of the money that you make uh, at the door goes to comics, yeah. goes to everything else, you know? So it's, I mean, the Goliath Comedy Club for us was... I guess the best business card we've ever created mm. because we introduced ourselves. You know what? Until we had opened that space, did we get called on to the money show oh, to chat about yes. comedy as a business? Wow. I get you. Yeah. I get we you. were on Destiny Man mm. on the cover all of a sudden. Whoa. Now it was like, oh, comedy is a business, but they needed the facade mm. to take us seriously because mm. it's always just like a, it's a hobby. You know? yes. oh, and now you're just cracking jokes, you mm. know? Um, and yeah, that's why, I mean, we let it go. But um, my wife and I, we started she's a classical violinist okay right so we started creating content in 2020 um and because of my advertising background i knew how to make i know software the software i know all of that stuff right and we just started entertaining ourselves i guess oh wow and then people you know gravitated towards it it became a thing and because and dude i was shooting everything on an iphone wow yeah you know Mm. that's i was like using its full capabilities Mm. but editing it in such a way that it looks as professional and as legit yeah. as possible. Yeah. And because... What, pro- iMovie? No, I was using Final Cut. I started with iMovie. Yeah, we all start there. Yeah, then I graduated to Final Cut. Mm. Um, but uh, be- brands, because production houses were shut down yeah. and nobody was working, brands would then reach out and go, okay, Shop, we'll come directly to you. Can you just make this for us? This is our brief. What can you do? What can mm. you turn around? And we just started rocking. 2020 was like probably my most successful year in terms of profits. Whoa. Yeah. Because you were doing your own thing. Yeah. Wow, man. Wow. Because we just created our own thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. we weren't competing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We weren't competing with anybody. Um, we're just trying to find simple creative solutions that could be churned out very quickly, you know, that still had a bit of finesse, that still had a bit of our personality as well. Um, and then it just kept going. 2021, we kept doing the same thing, you know, uh, 2022. But I like the space that I'm playing in now because... I'm not the kind of person who can just gravitate to one thing. Yeah. You know, it's just not me. Like, uh, comedy is great. And I always do comedy. I'm always doing corporates. I'm always on stage at, you know, often, like twice a week at least, but never just for stand up. Um, and here's an interesting story. So, 20 March 2020, mm. I did my one man show. Actually, Feb. Yeah. I did a one man show, right? at UJ, in a big space there. Dope, sold out, two shows back to back. I pay for a crew to come and film it because we're gonna sell, right? We've already signed a contract uh, to sell to a big broadcaster, right? Um, Do the shows, it's amazing. Uh, That's on the Saturday. On the Sunday, the director calls me and he says, uh, yo man, can you come sit with me and edit? Yeah. You know? Um, and this is my second one-man show, right? Yeah. Can you sit with me and edit on Tuesday? Mm. Like, yeah, no, sharp, of course, you know. Monday, I try and call him, can't get hold of him. My manager, Kate, is like, yo, man, have you seen this guy? We're trying to get hold of him. Can't get hold of him. Tuesday, nothing. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. After two weeks, obviously, I mean, a missing persons thing goes out because now nobody can find him. Is this like, is this a serious thing now? It's very serious. Whoa. And then it turns out he, he was killed. You. And then, yeah, bro. you know, lost the footage. Never got it. Yeah. Oh, damn. So to this day, I, I've never received the footage. Nobody knows where it is. 
you couldn't get your hands on the computer? No, 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 no. I, it's probably part of um, evidence. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah. yeah, we'll never see that show, ever. Jeez. You know, and you know that was a big knock for me because it was quite a, an emotional thing. Yeah. Oh, it was a man. very emotional thing that you know, and it's costly. Yes, you know, um, it was very costly. Mm. You know, and we obviously had to pay upfront. You know, to make sure that you know the crew's there and the crew's strong. Venue, yeah, um, and yeah, bro. I never, um, I never got that footage back. Mm. You know, and I will never get that footage back. You know, and I think that that also just kind of threw me off a little yeah, bit. Man. It was hectic because yeah. you know when you're building up to a big one-man show, you put everything into it. Everything, yes, and bro. the best jokes. Yeah, dude. Everything. And obviously, imposter syndrome starts kicking yeah. in once you've got the whole thing. You're going, you know, it's like dropping an album and going, "Shop, these are the twelve songs I've selected out of the forty we've worked on. This is how I'm presenting myself to the world." So when something like that happens, ah, <laughs> it throws you completely. What's imposter syndrome? Yeah, I wanted to ask him that. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imposter syndrome is that voice in your head where you convince yourself that you're not good enough. You know, where even though you've been working on this thing for a long time, you still somehow tell yourself, nah, this is not good. They're not going to like it. So you sway and you never actually fully commit to the thing that you're supposed to be doing because you believe this voice in your head and you believe you, you start to create scenarios where you think that this is not what they want to see. Mm. You know? So a lot of creative people, a lot of creative people will suffer from imposter syndrome. Yeah, I do. They every, never every go through episode, it. Though. Yeah, yeah they, 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 Like somebody once said something so interesting once, man. They said, like Twitter, for example, is such a toxic place for creative people that it's sad that we never actually get to see dope ideas on here because people are too scared to post it. Yeah. Because of what others are going to say. Yeah. You know? So we are honestly deprived of amazing stuff and amazing work. We'll, some, some people actually just give up and they go, I can't do this anymore because of that one negative comment I got. Because people are harsh, you know? Yeah. So once that imposter syndrome hits you and you start convincing yourself that you're not good enough, if it hits you just before you go on stage, the audience will feel it. Because then the, ed Ooh. the energy doesn't feel the same. organic. Mm. That's the thing about jumping up on stage, you know. Everything here has been rehearsed and done hundreds of times. You've mm. practiced this joke over and over and over again. But to get up on stage and make it flow as naturally as possible, like mm. you're just chatting, you're not throwing it at them, you're with them in right. this environment. Every episode we do, I always think it's trash, bro. I think it's the worst episode. All of us. Yeah, we'll do, bro. It's weird. No? Yeah, it's And weird, that's exactly it. And then people are like, wow, that was my favorite episode. I'm like, what? Imposter syndrome, right? It's real. And I mean, I use creatives as an example, but it's with everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, anybody. Everybody suffers from that, you know, where you convince yourself that you're not good enough, that... So how do you handle it? I just have to keep... Dude, I've, I suffer from the worst imposter syndrome, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, I just have man. to keep going, man. I just have to keep trying, you know? And, you know, it's, it's That's weird. That's so weird, though. You've been on like 10 million ads. <laughs> yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of things. I yeah. mean, I'm, I always, always have a moment where I go, just that little bit of doubt that sets in to go, ah, you know, was this a mistake? Eesh. Did they make a mistake when they chose you Eesh. to do this? Mm. Um, and you, there's, there's no other way to get over it other than just getting, yeah, getting, getting through it. it. Yeah, you have yeah. to get it done, you know, mm. to see what happens on the other side. Because a lot of times, I think that the, the, the drama that we create and the, the, the anticipation of failing is always stronger than then. When you, when you envision it, you never, we often don't see ourselves and glorify ourselves at the end, at the end line, you know celebrating it's always just like you know you always think about the process and how hard it is going to be to get there you know so you know you and i guess it, it it comes with um you know leaving that little bit of doubt in the back of your mind so you can fight to get to the glory at the end you know there's something Daniel ranaka once told me which i found fascinating she said it's weird how in life you will never get to experience how people experience you so how mm. you so yes, how you make yes. people laugh and whatever, you will never get to be on the receiving end of that. Kanye actually said something like For that. For real, once. Kanye said, uh, "My greatest regret in life is that I'll never see myself perform." Yes. The same thing. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah. true. You yeah. know, so we never actually get to see. F I mean, watching it on screen. That's I'm looking at oh I fucked up here. Yeah. Yes. Oh, why did I do that? Why did I laugh there? <laughs> yeah. 
and and other people are seeing they're just like watching this organic yeah, thing that's happening yeah. and you're like nitpicking at all the details does that happen to you because you all have a time, thing bro. in your head for real your biggest critic you're yourself's biggest critic it's all harsh bro you can't enjoy it you know you yeah. know what you're gonna say and you know when you fucked it up and everybody <laughs> thinks it's perfect yeah. like, I fucked it up there how <laughs> Sabine yeah <laughs> Anyway, but dog, I really envy you, bro, because you like a brand's delight. Huh? You got no scandals. Bro. Brands love ah, you. You're clean. <laughs> you're clean. Hey, you're no controversial. Researching, trying to find industry darling, bro. Perfect. Everybody loves him, bro. You and your wife make beautiful, wholesome videos. <laughs> Hey man. What's the source, bro? Because obviously you had an upper hand by working in advertising. Yeah. So you speak the language. You know what they want. Yes. Mm. Ah, dude, there is no source, man. I'm just myself, mm. you know? Um, and I guess, you know, working in advertising, you, you, you understand framework. You understand this is going to work. That's not going to work. Okay. This is going to shake people up if it shakes them up. How do you want them to be shaken up? So I ask a lot of questions. Mm. You know, I'm not a I'm not a risk taker. Mm. I'm a calculated risk taker. Oh. I have to figure it out before I jump in mm. and actually do this thing. You know, um, but yeah, dude, I. <laughs> in terms of controversies mm. and you're not going to find anything because mm. I don't get myself involved in any of that stuff. I really just try and focus on what I do. You know, I focus on my craft and, you know, trying to be... What, what are brands looking for? Because everybody wants to work <coughs> with a brand now. Like whether it's an influencer, an artist, yeah. Yeah. podcasters, everybody. Is what just are brands to looking for? I think brands are looking for people who, one, can take what their um, ethos, what their messaging is and flip it and turn it into something um brands want beautiful synergy you know and i always say like if i work i turn down a lot of brands right if it doesn't work for me and it doesn't fit into my ethics it doesn't matter how much it is i say no mm. you know because i know i'm not going to be able to give you something sure, organic sure, and sure, legit sure, sure. so mm -hmm. i think that personally what i would do if anybody was trying to get into this is to kind of look at what, what do you want out of this mm the last thing you want is to just say yes to everything and you're kind of just a face of whatever because those things you can be a by. brand whore yeah yeah you know they just fly by but i mm. like the idea of a perfect synergy where i have my ideals and the way i do things you have your ideals let's meet up here in the middle and see how we can connect to create something that feels like yours and like mine at the same time and it's harder to do that it's harder to make that kind of content you know but on top of that you also have to figure out the the texture of the landscape that people ex consume these things in you know what is the rhythm of this how does it sound how does it look you know what is it that people are used to seeing what can you make that doesn't feel like an ad that is an ad because people are smart now they can tell that, yes, ah, yes, you're trying to, you're trying to hook me yes, yes, you're trying to hook me here so how do you weave around those things you know and uh, and that's why I'm enjoying the space that I'm in because that's what I currently do. Mm. You know, people will look at something and go, "Man, why am I so drawn to this?" Gandhi at the end, this is a full, this is an ad that you're watching. But I'm not making an ad for you. I'm making a, an interesting story. Mm. You know that that's going to grip you from beginning. That you're going to sit through and hopefully share with a friend because you want them to see A, B, and C. You know. Um, do you think you get your gigs because on merit? Or because of your connections in the advertising industry? No, on merit. On merit, ne? Yes, and I, that's what I strive for all the mm, time. Mm. You know, I, I, I always try and make anything I make, doesn't matter what it is, as memorable as possible. I want you to, if you're in a boardroom and you're thinking about who are we going to get here, I must at least be in the top five names going, you see that guy? That guy's going to give us something interesting. These four people um, often you know they they they're very predictable we know exactly what they're going to give us but this guy it's he's going to give us something different but i know it's going to be interesting and it's going to be some and it happened recently you know i mean i did a, a a thing where i had to make they sent me a coffee machine yeah right this very expensive coffee machine and you know the brief was very simple hey we're going to send you this thing can you like just take a picture with it and i'm like no i don't do that yeah if I'm going to say yes to this, you have to give me creative freedom to do it. And I shot, I paid my own money, wow. got a DOP in and we sat and we figured it out and we shot a little thing, you know, and it went out and they were like, whoa, this is not what we were thinking at all. So for me, wow. I always try and rewrite your brief. Mm. You know, Loisa Madinga and I did a great 
uh, we did a couple of sketches once for a car brand and when that brief came through, they were like, okay, Sharp, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna set a couple of cameras up and some mics in a car, and you guys just do your comedy thing. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's, let's step back a little. What do you mean do your comedy thing? Ah, you know, just like rattle off and do your thing. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. We need a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. You know, we need something to work with here because you guys don't look like the bad ones. We do. Mm. So we took the brief, we rewrote the brief, we solved the brief and we went back and sold their own brief back to them. Mm. And we said, what we need to do here is shoot all these, we wrote all these sketches. This is what we need to do. And we went and we presented 13, we shot seven, and one of them won a Lurie. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Dope. And that was such a, and, and that's how it should be. As a creative person, if you are somebody who creates content, I don't think that you should be 100% dictated by the brief. Mm. Because if there's something in there that doesn't make sense to you, you need to go, nah, man, you know what, I'll take what, you, I'll get your messaging out, but let me throw in what I do. And do you think yeah. like in advertising, there are, so man, I'm looking for a word, man. You know, like in music, mm -hmm. there's people that control. Gatekeepers. Uh, gatekeepers, yes, Kabal. yes. Yo, Kabal. Yes. Kabal. Hey. Hey. Wow! Fundi! Yes! Kabal. Kabal. Yes. Man! Do you think they're gatekeepers? And, I, and, I, and I'll tell you why I think they yeah. are, but let me hear from you first. Um, look, when you are in the industry, so if you're working at an agency, for example, sure. and you're entering awards, and I've always noticed this with a lot of advertising, I think any awards, mm. doesn't matter, advertising, sure, music, sure, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. often, when you see who the entries are, by the way, how you, crazy are the advertising awards where they do cocaine and stuff? The Luris. The, is it the Luris? I think it's the Luris. Yeah, you've done the Luris? <laughs> I hosted the Luris for four years, man. Yeah. Whoa, bro. How crazy yeah. were they, bro? No, the Luris is insane. But nah. I've been part of the Luris, man, because I was in, in, in the game, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, The Luris are insane. That is wild, there, bro. No, it's wild. <laughs> but, uh, you know when you see like a list of nominees, even in music, yeah. Samas, whatever sure, it is. Sure, sure, sure. Often you just, ah, I know who's gonna win this. Mm. You just know, mm. you know who's gonna win. And I think in the, in, 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 in the ad game, you, you, know, you feel that way as well, ah, this one is gonna take it. But a lot of times it's, it's, it's often, uh, you know, you, if, if that thing has won overseas at a big international awards, can, uh, DNAD, whatever it is, there's a strong chance it's gonna win here as well, mm. you know? Um, but I wouldn't really say there's gatekeepers, but they're definitely, people that and I don't know how it works and what the bias is but it's always the same people who win every single time you know um, you know what I've seen bro I've seen from from my experience I could mm. be wrong because I've never been in advertising yeah but I think like these agencies are owned by a handful of people who obviously work together because they're all pitching for the same yeah. campaign right and they choose who gets the deals so if you lick a lot of ass to these agencies you will you're bound to get more deals than than other people it's not based on merit so for example if a, if a brand wants the biggest i'm a piano artist now yeah they're gonna go get a piano artist that they're friends with and cool with and give them that campaign as opposed to factually the biggest the actual. the actual but there's that side as well yeah think about anybody who's gotten super successful and is like a hit chances are they're gonna be in like three or four ad campaigns, you know? Because you're a face, that's what advertising does. Yeah. You choose a recognizable face who's super successful um, and you use them to sell your product. Why, why is Cubs of the Small? He's yes. been the hottest piano producers for the past four years. Mm -hmm. hey, He's never gotten a single deal. An endorsement deal, yeah? Zero. Single alcohol brand Zero, adverts. zero. Oh, Crown is- That doesn't crown, crown, my man. Crown, oh, and he's the king of piano. <laughs> it counts, though, at least. At least, at least, at least. But you get know. what I mean, dog. But do you I think, get, do, you think, do, you think do you think some people say no? When they're like, I don't need this. I don't want this. I know you're turning down a bag. Yeah, yeah. I know you're turning down a bag, but it's like, this doesn't- Resonate. Yeah, with me. Some people do that. I don't think th there's no more ways. people that say yes than no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, obviously. A lot of people will say, because it's big bags, bro. Yeah. That's massive. You bro, know. you know, you know the, 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 the ad agency that does Castle Light, that does this, 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 yeah, boom, boom, yeah. boom. If anything comes up, they're going to call you first. Oh, yeah. It's like 
there was a Castellite uh, a promoter thing. Uh, um, what influencer and thing? And I'm not saying yeah. there's anything wrong with what you're doing. It's just that how mm. it works. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's a great conversation. Yeah, you were saying? I'm saying, example, there was a Castellite promoter thing where this girl is pouring the beer in the wrong way. You don't hold oh. beer like that. <laughs> and the Castellite is hot. You can see it's hot. And the whole thing of Castellite is it must be ice cold, cool. yeah. right? When you serve it. Yeah. You don't pour a drink like you're pouring water or something. Yeah. Especially beer. Yes. And that drives the point that it was someone's friend yes. who got that influencer bag. Yes. Is it someone's Put that thing here, Mesh. It's funny as hell. That thing is funny. <laughs> no, that thing was funny. You remember it, right? Like, <laughs> cringe. Oh, no. Cringe. You know? So, with me, um, going back to your original question. <laughs> hey, we deviated here. Yeah. <laughs> we, we took many off-ramps here. I, um, I mean, even with comedy, you know, like even with the, the stuff I write about, I try and keep it as clean as possible. Yeah. You know, I keep it clean. I keep it um, friendly and accessible to everyone, yeah, you yeah. know, um, because I like to reach a wider audience. Yeah. You know, I never like to niche down and go Nash up. This is the, only, this is the group that I'm appealing. Nah, yeah. you know, I like to play it, play it, play it wide and, and, and play the long game as well. No, I love That's it. Man. Fatherhood, how's fatherhood changed your life? Yo, ah, dude, um, unbelievable. Isn't Given me like a uh, very strong sense of direction now. Yeah. You know, I say no to a lot of things right now. Mm. And by that, I mean, I don't just go to the opening of an envelope. Yeah, I'm like, what am I doing here? Because mm. time is so precious to me, mm. you know? Groupies, Being with my daughter. say no to that. Oh, you listen to this yeah. guy. <laughs> Groupies. <laughs> no, none of that. Um, yeah, but I, so that's what it is for me. You yeah. know, it's, uh, it's, it's spending time with my daughter is um, a very, every single day is a very important part of getting me through my day. Yeah. Wow. You know? That's it. Man, we all have daughters, yes. Yeah. Do we all have daughters? Yeah, it's precious, man. Thing, yeah. it's oh, it's a wild, blessing, it's dude. Precious, precious. Uh, it's a blessing. <laughs> yeah, Are you no. thinking about when the, if they're going to rock her or not when she's older? That's always, that's on my mind, bro. No, no, let's not talk about that. Nah. No, I'll, I will leave this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> friends are watching no. his brands you know he watches every brand under the sun how was it working on the Real Housewives uh, of Durban reunion yeah um, I was nervous man yeah I was you know because you're dealing with very strong powerful women women mm. egos mm. you know they are they 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 they, they big you know mm. uh, you know what the hardest part about hosting Real Housewives was the backlash I got. For real? You got backlash? I wanted to ask you about that, yeah? Yeah! Oh, Twitter. Twitter. For real? Yeah, they were roasting him. Yeah, Fat yeah. Joe was even trending. Fat Joe like, should have done this oh, thing. We told you from shit. the get-go. Why is Fat Joe? Because he did the first oh, one, right? Fat Joe did the man. first one. Yeah, bro. That was and, um, and then I did, I did the next one, you know? And, and I was like, yo, e I, I had to go off social media. Me, I don't have a thick skin like you guys. <laughs> I, you know, cut yeah. me deep, bro. Yeah, cut bro. me so, Imagine, so deep, man. you know, because... Uh, Fuck, man. It just, and you know what happened? So I went off of Twitter, <laughs> just not to see any of that negativity. Yeah, yeah. Then I started getting Google alerts from articles <laughs> that were written. Fans, outrage! Oh, no! people sending you WhatsApp screenshots. Exactly. Yeah. Yo, bro, did you see what they said? Yo, like, Yo man, nice I'm not trying to see and that then shit. Then you start <laughs> doubting yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imposter, yeah. imposter syndrome. Exactly. This is before the episode even dropped. Mm. Way before, two weeks before. I'm like, yo, you guys haven't even seen me do this thing yet. <laughs> and already you're telling me, this is going to be the most boring show. <laughs> we are not going to watch. This is the worst decision. Hey. The ratings are going to drop. I'm like, yeah, Ooh. guys, really hard, bro. It was so hard. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine? Hey, it was hectic, bro. Yes. I, I, no, at some point I was like, okay, let me not, let me not look at, let me not go and find yeah. all of this, you know, because it was, it was hectic. So We go through that every week. No, yeah, that's bro. the thing. <laughs> So I um, uh, I did it, and mm. you know I started getting a lot of positive feedback afterwards. But it was an incredible experience, bro. Because, like I say, being put in that room with very powerful women who have um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, their personalities are obviously all different, and this is the first time they're coming together after the show has been filmed. So they've seen what others ah, have said yes, about it yes, yes, for the yes. first time yeah, yeah, you know yeah. they're, they're seeing it for the first but time but isn't that stuff scripted what the like, stuff that no Ooh, it's not good. scripted wow. so 
you know what it is it's edited oh so if okay. they shoot for a full day yeah, 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 and an episode gonna, oh, is 45 yeah, 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 minutes yeah, yeah, long yeah, or whatever yeah, it is to, you know yeah. so if there's drama that unfolds here they we have, hold on that drama okay. you know it's <coughs> excuse TV. me for TV it's mm. reality TV at the mm. end of the day yeah. and what I came in with uh, you know I, I just came in with a bit of compassion I'm like I'm not going to come in here and treat you guys like the I guess the characters yeah. that people see mm. you know we're going to strip that away let's let's just have a conversation yeah. so like before we even started shooting just chatting about whatever mm. you know yeah. just normal stuff just to get everybody comfortable because if i ask you a question i don't need you to close up mm. i need you to 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 not feel like i'm attacking you and i'm trying to get something mm. out of you for the sake of ratings mm. for the sake of spice yeah. you know i'm not trying to start a fight i just want to know genuinely because i watched the show mm. i had to mm. watch mm. the show mm. you know to understand what was happening can't just go in there blindly and just start throwing things around um and uh yo we shot bro yeah. we shot for eight hours mm. so we shot for eight bro. hours a lot of time it's a long time you know but um it was great it was an amazing experience man and something i never thought i would do but it was it was, in, it was intense it was it really was intense because there were moments when you could feel like tension was building yeah. then i'm like at some oh. point i'm going to have to come here and cuz <laughs> you are yeah no where we at right now man what are you busy with right now yeah. i'm yeah, dude i'm juggling so many things at the moment mm. um working on a lot of campaigns yeah um just give us some now that we know you, you must yeah i can throw some, some things yeah, yeah. throw some throw stuff some no, to you guys yeah. <laughs> little podcast uh, inside <laughs> I can push this yeah, stuff. This tiny little thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. This is a tiny thing. <laughs> Working on a couple of campaigns. Uh dude, I've I always I've always wanted to 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 make a documentary, write a movie, uh, direct a music video. Nice. Um wow. you know, I I I the creative space, man. I try and treat it as this organic thing. Mm. Like I mentioned earlier, I never need uh, focus on a specific niche. I really try and immerse myself in a lot of different things. 100%. So if you ask me what's your five year plan? Mm. I can't tell you that exactly yeah. because a lot of things happen within that and things change all the time, yeah. you know. All I know is um you know, I'm just going to be making a lot of stuff that makes me happy first. In a, in a nutshell, I'm trying to write the book that I want to read. Hey, love that. You know what I'm saying? Fucking wow. love it. So yeah, that's that's me. And what do you want to be remembered as, man? Wow. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a that's a tough question. Hey, you can tell it's not a jelly. You got to ask every guest that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I never think about question it. Question is always coming. <laughs> no. No, but I never I never plan I don't even like to plan any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the the spontaneity of it. <clears throat> I think I just want to remember be remembered as you know <sighs> Wow, bro. I don't I think just a, just a, an exceptional storyteller. Nah. Somebody who was able to take the most mundane relatable topics that we all looked over and polish it and turn it into something else that made us stop and go wow. That's insane. Yeah. You know. I think I like people to to always just think of me as whenever they see anything I've put out or when they watch this they go what is he, what is he going to do next? Mm. I like that anticipation you know like leaving people in anticipation about what's what's next you know yeah. what what else could he be getting himself involved in yeah. you know so i mean if i decided i wanted to start making chairs why not why not yeah. you know because that's what i love you know and that's what i'm inspired by if it involves creating something that's what i'm going to do but so there's no one thing that i want mm. people to be to remember me for mm. yeah wow. do you get compared a lot with Trevor Noah because you kind of carry yourself the same yeah, you almost you speak like <laughs> yeah you almost you speak, like speak like him like yeah. i hear it like yeah, yeah. and he's clean a bit of him he was white when he was a kid yeah. you know all these common threads you know what happened once now in uh, my first year of doing comedy i did an interview I think it was at YFM. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that sounded like Trevor Noah. I think it was YFM. <laughs> Listen to this guy. Now you're going to nitpick everything. <laughs> and um, I can't remember who it was that interviewed me, but they said, man, you know, I, I saw you perform wherever, you know, YFM was there. Um, you, I love that. I love what you do, you know. And what is it about Trevor that made you also take on the Kosa thing? I'm like... <laughs> 
What? What in the trap? I'm assuming. <laughs> that trap. Not like you grew up in the Eastern Cape. You spoke Tosa. I was like, is that what you... Is that what you see? Is that what you get out? Oh, and I'm assumed. Yeah. I'm like, damn, man. That, you know, what in the like, trevor is that? Away, you know, like, no, guys, this is just... What a travesty. Me, I'm just telling stories. That was awful, by the way. You do, have you ever done stand-up? No, don't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, man. Um, yeah, that thing hit me, bro. Yeah, I was like, damn, is that... No, I'm just doing me, bro. Yeah, I li- bro. really am just trying to do me. You know what happened? I then ended up writing in a very different way mm. so people wouldn't see that because oh, this I is see. what I thought. The, then I'm like, no, man, that's... Yeah. Let me come back to... How did you answer the question? I I, I just went, no, no. I, what? I was confused, bro. I'm like, you're not ready for a, like a, a question like that. I was very confused. I'm like, hi, man. What do you mean? Why would you even ask me that? <laughs> David Goliath, thank you so much for coming through, man. Thank you very much. Really bro. appreciate it, man. Sol, anything you want to ask? Yeah, man. Who do you, quick direct question. Who's yes. the least funniest between you, Donovan, and Nicholas? I am Donovan. I mean, ah. Donovan. <laughs> Hey, Jonathan, Jonathan, you are... are, are there is no Jonathan. Hey, man, the other... J- Jason, Jason, you, Jason, you, Aye, Jason, and, awful. and... You, you, Jason, and Nicholas. Is there a Nicholas? There is a Nicholas. Who's the least there funniest is. in your what opinion? What podcast have you been watching? Hey, man, it's confusing. This Goliath, Donovan, David. And there's Kate, the manager. And there's Kate, yeah. the Goliath. You know what I mean? <coughs> no, that's, that's, you can't, that's, the, uh, that, that question can't be answered. Because if you flip it and you go, who is the funniest? It depends on the audience. The audience decides because we all you have are the our audience own, right now. We all have our own strengths, you know. We all have our own uh, styles and ways of doing comedy. So there is no unfunny person. I've died. Least funniest. Oh, this is why brands love him. Did you see how no. you maneuvered Yeah, you one? tried to dribble us. Bro. No, I'm not even dribbling at all. We've been broadcasting 20 years between me and me. More, in fact. Nah, there is no least funniest person, man. I uh, there is no least funniest person. I can't. That's a very unfair question. And for me to single anybody out would be like, nah, what, what are you saying? That, that yeah. makes no sense. I got you. You know? Cool, man. All right, cool, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You guys, are, you guys are so disappointed now. Come on! There goes, you can see. Look how he turned his thing on. Yes, yes. Next. What's the next question that I'm going to ask? Hey, man. Ready? A podcast and chill. Boom. Thank you so much. To advertise, email podcast at thisismechi.com. Release yourself from order and logic and enter a new place. It's not work. It's not home. Yeah, no maps have been drawn, no books have been written, nothing is certain, everything is possible. Welcome to Podcast and Chill with Matt G. I'm assuming this doesn't end well.